Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Hey, Russ. What's up, boy genius? You here fucking? Huh? No. No, no, no fucking. Just uh, here for the Vanity Fair dinner. Oh, yeah, I know that stupid dinner. Bunch of VC douchebags jerking each other off. Speaking of, I got this girl at the bar. I'm trying to take her up to the presidential suite before fucking bridesmaids ruin the whole thing. But they're telling me it's booked. Who is it? Is it Gore? Fuck that guy. Oh, God. <laughs> this is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume! Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm, except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Oh, I love it appears we got a penis in the mail. <laughs> I just want to see all these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. <laughs> oh, sorry, I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. Oh, what the hell is going on, everybody? Today is Tuesday, uh, no, not May, fuck it, uh, June 21st. And this is episode number 343. No, 42. I'm fucking it all up, you guys. Uh, the <laughs> PanelsOnPages.com podcast. Uh, find this and all of our shows on the podcast network at PCN.PanelsOnPages.com. I'm your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. And joining me on the line tonight, we got Mr. Jason Nyes. They call me Slick Breadstick. <laughs> Jose Guzman. Hit me up on my Google Plus, y'all. That page bumping. <laughs> and Jose and uh, Kelly Harris. How's it going, sir? Choo-choo, the Roman Reigns train runs on cocaine. <laughs> oh. Oh. Is, that, is that what he got popped for? No, I don't know. <laughs> uh. I'm sitting downstairs, and my friend Chrissy's here, kind of hanging out in the backyard. And she looks down at me about 10 to 9, and she says, Oh, you should probably go. You're going to be late for your podcast, right? And I said, Oh, my God, if you want to start this bitch at 9, we should have been up there like a half hour ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's way too much stuff to f- get fucked up between now and then. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and so here we are now, just just after 15 after, so it's going to be fine. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we had to do some jump through some Skype and Mixler hoops again to make sure everybody... Yeah, to be fair, sounders. we were all here ready to go at the right time. Right. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no way to... to uh, to, to account for whatever level of sky fuckery they're going to throw at us. And then I figured out, figured it all out. Hey! Yeah. Were we supposed to hear something there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we were getting you back on the call, I'm like, I'm not even going to fucking ask him. I don't even care. <laughs> this fucker's just going to lie. Three out of four ain't bad. Fuck it. Roll. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> That's awesome. Good stuff. 
All right, so let's see. Uh, what the fuck's going on, man? Uh, oh, what, did we do, what did we do over the weekend? Oh, that's right. We went to New Hampshire and surprised Mahoney's ass. That was fun. Yeah. Did you sneak up on him? Yeah, kind totally of. Sneak up on him. <laughs> So yeah, the, the uh, most uh, for, for, from my end go for, to the ladies for putting it all together. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to preface this. I want to say to Kelly and Jose that sorry you weren't included. It wasn't out of any reason that we don't love you or anything like that. <laughs> but it was very the 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 plans were set in motion months ago by Lisa Mahoney, and uh, she she was the the grand schemer behind this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And 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 what a grand scheme that it was oh, as well. Oh, holy like, shit. Yeah. She, uh, she put together a uh, wonderful surprise for our, our beloved uh, Dan Mahoney. And, uh, you know, it was, it was nice to kind of hang out with, like, uh, Zoe said uh, before we got there. She's like, so when we get to New Hampshire, are we going to go do any exploring? And I said, uh, nope. We're going to do <laughs> not a goddamn thing. Because be way too many people to get cars. And because the point is to not do shit. And so we didn't do shit. It was delightful. Yeah, that's what my, my parents asked. I was like, oh, did you see anything in New Hampshire? I was like, no, no. We saw fucking Mahoney's backyard. And that was, that was just enough. Yeah, you know what I saw in New Hampshire? My friends. We're done. End of things. Yeah. So the whole setup was basically, you know, because there was no C2E2 this year. And, you know, there's not going to be a New York Comic Con this year neither. And, uh, you know, they just had Will just six months ago and they're both home on maternity leave lisa decided she wanted to do something special for dan uh and it just happened to coincide with father's day so she plotted this whole fucking thing where she uh brought out me and mary and then she talked to tito and jen and then plotted with the rodriguez's and got it to where the rodriguez's and me and mary landed in new hampshire within an hour and a half of each other nice lee you can you take it from here yeah so we we all managed to fly in and, and get you know get settled in and mahoney at the time believed he was picking up his sister-in-law and her husband from yes. the airport like late at night and was less than thrilled about the uh <laughs> the, the the chore in front of him um so much in fact that he completely drove by all of us the first pass to the airport pickup. It's <laughs> fucking mean mugging the earth. <laughs> yeah. Currently at this, uh, he's texting uh, his lovely wife, Lisa, who is quote unquote texting his sister. And he's like, why is this the way we're doing this? This communication stream is A plus. Wonderful. Great. A plus thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. A plus thumbs up. Wonderful way to communicate. <laughs> It's pretty fucking wonderful. Uh, it's pretty good times. And so when he finally did see us, he kind of steps out and goes, this is so great. <laughs> <laughs> because not only was it a surprise that we were coming, but it was also the bonus surprise that he didn't have to deal with his sister-in-law's family for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was like, it was just, you know, a traducan of joy. Good stuff. And I thought for sure he was on to us. You know, we've we've been keeping this under wraps for a couple months now, and I was super worried I was gonna fuck up at some point and say something. And then he kept making comments over the past week, like, "Oh, you guys should should just come move to." Oh yeah, it was it was after the Orlando shooting, and he's like, "Oh, you guys should just move to New Hampshire." <laughs> <And we're> like, oh, 
That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a damn good time. Oh shit! Who needs to plug their phone in? <laughs> <laughs> Not this uh, guy. The kids hit it off great. Jack's handled the environment pretty well. Handled the flight less than super great. The uh, the way back he was, was a bit of a challenge, but he was hungry and pissy and just angry. And at one point, he had a nice, solid 20, 30-minute stretch of just this coolness. And then, as if on fucking cue, the flight attendant says, Bing! Well, we're about to uh, make our final descent, so we need everybody back in their seats, please. What's that? I better jump up and act like an asshole for the last 30 <laughs> minutes of this flight. Fucking wrestling himself out of his seatbelt and shit. It was um, pretty terrible. Like, I've wrestled grown men <laughs> and to put forth less effort than keeping his 40-pound ass in a seat. It was ridiculous. It was oh, it really... Home, and better yet than that, he made it back alive. <laughs> <laughs> it was really interesting seeing the different ages of children. Because me and Mary are trying for a, a, a baby right now. So it was nice seeing the difference between a six-week-old... I said six-month-old before. I meant six weeks. A six-week-old, a two-year-old, Jax, four-year-old, Katie... And then nine-year-old Zoe. And, I didn't uh, even think about that. They're, you know, completely different genres of children at some <laughs> point. <laughs> and really, like, I'm not trying to... I feel like I'm talking shit about Jax, but I'm not trying to at all. But w watching the six-week-old compared to the two-year-old, I was like, the six-week-old seems like fucking cake. Because... <laughs> You can literally tie down a baby, and it can't do shit. <laughs> and really, if it starts crying, all it needs is either food, diaper change, or it needs to shit or burp. Yeah, that is the only problem that comes for if they get, like, colicky and shit. Because right. that's awful, and there's nothing you can do about that. But if you don't have that going on, you just keep them fed and dry. They're pretty, you know, they don't really do shit at that age. And to be fair, I only held Will once the entire weekend. There, there was a whole village, you know, taking care of that kid while we were there. So, you know, my my hands were free to do whatever I wanted. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's not until they get mobile that she gets really uh, interesting. Oh, and boy. Jax sure is interesting. <laughs> certainly is. I thought I was going to give this lady at the airport her fucking a heart attack. We were uh, in the Nashville airport. There is this um, uh, like little play area, and it's mostly like it's all stuff made of that like foam rubber material, like you might see at a mall or something. So they got a couple slides and a couple of this and that, and so you know he's running around doing all this, and there's this lady there with her kids, and he Jax climbs up to the top of this little slide thing, and like you know just climbs up to his feet, feet together, and this lady's like kind of getting the edge of her seat, you know. And he fucking puts his hands up Macho Man style. He just jumps like he does. You know, just fucking jumped. And she like hops out of her seat. And I'm like, he's fine. Thud, he hits the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was right back up. But I'm like, he does that shit all the time. Don't worry about it. It's I fine. Saw, I saw Lee do that a few times over the course of the weekend. Just yeah. kind of not even like react at all. Just kind of roll his eyes like this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's hardy, man. He's hardy and he's tough. And he just... He, I mean, he, he was. I said. I quoted the other day. I said he was born with a severe fuck deficiency. Like he just has <laughs> so few to give. Like there's just none in there. Like he's keeping them all for himself. I swear to God. 
he's just he's he's rough and tumble, man. He's the very definition of rough and tumble. And you know, some people can't handle it. Like just watching him just <laughs> just be himself. Like because you know, if I ever thought you know, if I think he's in danger of hurting himself, I'll of course step in. But he's proven time and time again he can handle himself for the most part. <laughs> There were two great incidences with Jax that uh, I'm I want to recall. One of them was that uh, they had rented a bouncy house slide for the weekend, just for all the kids to go down, and some of the adults as well. And Jax wasn't wearing a swim diaper; he was just wearing a regular, you know, fucking, oh, yeah. regular fucking diaper. And going up and down this this water slide, that diaper. Looked, it looked like he had a cow udder hanging off of his ass. It was <laughs> so that full. soggy and full. And at one point, he jumps out of the uh, bouncy house slide and lands on his ass, and his diaper fucking explodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just squishy silica gel everywhere. And then... Uh, yep. The other... I forget... Maybe Lee, you were trying to get him to change him or get him to, you know, put some uh, uh, fucking lotion on his butt or something like that. And you literally lassoed him with a towel <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and tripped him up and he just fucking ate shit in the grass, <laughs> which really, really nicely well manicured grass. So if you ate, eat shit in Mahoney's grass, you're protected. Oh, yeah. You may as well be falling into a cloud. Yeah. Pretty nice stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was running and running and running. He was always back to the damn bounce house, and he just fucking just whoosh, <laughs> grabs ass down. He's he's a little bit top heavy. He's a, he's a little top heavy. I undershot that a little bit. He, he should have been a little bit higher. Yes, he would have fallen backwards. Yeah, you weren't. It, it was a trip up move, not a corral move. I saw yeah, it happen. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Certainly should have been a corral move, but again. Falling into the grass, he was gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a couple times too, and you know you kind of just see, you know, Mahoney or uh, or at least kind of like, is he? Just, like, <laughs> no, like the, the very first morning we were there, uh, Nicole and Jax were walking downstairs, and Lisa's walking up or walking by the stairs. I don't even think she's walking up, but Jack saw her and was like, oh, she's down there, she's cool. So she just she just jumped down four stairs into her arms. <laughs> she goes, oh, she fuck. was trying to catch him. <laughs> Oh, fuck. He's like, hi, I'm Jax. Deal with this now. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. But all the kids to... were great, man. Will was yeah. cool. I had no idea that babies go through 25, di- up to 25 diapers a day. Yeah. Because we were yeah. sitting there at one point, and, and over the course of an hour, they changed him five times. I was like, this is this... Is this normal? <laughs> yeah, no, that was an overkill. That just you gotta just keep him. Like some people don't mind, you know, sitting in it a little bit, you know, or whatever. But he, like the minute he got a little bit wet, he was not having it. So you gotta keep him dry. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't be telling such great stories about their chill baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And and Katie and Zoe hit it off great. They were awesome together. They let me play with them at some point, so that was cool. Uh, but really, we just fucking hung out and let the kids play, and we watched a uh, 45-minute cut of Captain America with all the Red Skull cut out. <laughs> the the Mahoney cut of Captain America, no Red Skull. <laughs> um, Cap saves Bucky, and Bucky is perfectly fine after that. There is no issues whatsoever. 
We're going we're to get to the Winter Soldier. She's going to be like, there's some plot holes in this <laughs> shit. <laughs> that doesn't add up. You know, they just... He he moved away, you know? Yeah. They just went to different schools. Yeah. It was a great time, man. Had a wonderful time. Uh, you know, can't thank the honeys enough for their hospitality. And uh, let's fucking do it all again in a couple weeks. What do you think? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. The firework tents are popping up now. So... Gonna be exciting stuff. Mary and I were at Target today, and we saw the the water balloon thingies. Oh yeah, where you, do that. you hook it up to the spigot, and it fills up a uh, hundred wa- or thirty water balloons at once. Yeah, and like a works. matter of moments. Shit works. <clears throat> yeah, so fucking, we're gonna be uh, having a sweet Fourth of July party, as has become tradition. And you know, if you want to come. Uh, just let me know and bring a firework. That I got to do. <laughs> oh, we got to br- we got to we got to bring fireworks across state lines. <laughs> get one when you get here, maybe. <laughs> or maybe you don't have to do anything. You are traveling quite a far. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, that's uh, that's about all I got, man. How much else to talk about? Just trying to. Uh, oh, I did. I did beat Yokai Watch on the plane ride. So that nice. was fun. <laughs> beat that finally. Lee showed me his Yokai that have butts for faces. Yeah, that one's awesome. He showed me they have butts for faces, and I just go, and these are ghosts, too, right? <laughs> like butt face ghosts. And I believe yeah. its name is Cutting Cheese. Yes, I, I do seem to remember that. Yeah. Oddly anticlimactic, though, but, uh, that ending. It's kind of weird. But uh, I Did saw, I bought um, stuff I knew... beyond the ending. What's that? Did you stop, like, after the credits? Uh, no, I've been around for a little bit. I know there's like a couple of dungeons and shit you can do, and I've got a couple of the higher S-ranked yokai, but like at this point, like there's some, like, you know, I'm at that stage where I do, I'm like, okay, well, I can do all this stuff, but like, why? Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I kept, I wanted to do all the quests and stuff, and I got a bunch of those done, and then I got to the section where you have to go through and rebate all of the bosses in like a continuous gauntlet. And I was like, this is fucking hard, and then haven't touched it since. Yeah, I got this in- this insanely powerful healer that, you know, makes everything a lot easier. But uh, I got trapped in that, that gauntlet part you're talking about. I got trapped in the, uh, the Nightmare World thing, and that big red thing just fucked my entire party. And it sent me back to the, to the start. And I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I never have to do this again. I'm finished. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I passed it off to Zoe, and then um, I did. They had on the sale on the eShop. I bought that uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokan game for like fifteen bucks. So that's a fun game. Yeah, I heard that was pretty cool. So we'll try that out later on. But that's all I got. What you uh, what you got going on, uh, Kelly? What's happening? Oh, uh, not much. Um, this weekend I found out that foosball can be so intense that everyone playing takes off their shirts, but that doesn't apply for Jesus. games of pool. If you take your gear off during a game of pool, something's gone horribly wrong. Yeah, no, it was just for the foosball. Once once it's the best two out of three match, and you're down to the final game, next goal wins, those shirts got to pop, be popped off. Jesus Christ. That's just, that's just how it is. Is that yeah, how it is? Is that, that just is how, how it is? is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, just, just a couple of guys playing foosball with their shirts off. Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing, nothing, nothing uh, gay about that at all. Not even a little no, bit. Nothing. 
We were really hoping, uh, my buddy whose house we were at, we were really hoping his wife would come down to the basement so we could just yell at her, this is all normal! Go upstairs! <laughs> you understand me, Mom? Nothing to see here! Oh, that's awesome. We're just gay Mormons now! <laughs> and uh, so this was at a friend's house, not like a severely public fucking... No, no this wasn't at like tournament. David Buster's or something. <clears throat> Though I bet that's how you get kicked out of Dave and Buster's. Definitely oh, shit. How you get amps. <laughs> Talk about uh, getting kicked out of Dave and Buster's. We watched this video on Facebook about this guy showing you how to uh, trick all the claw machines into thinking they're maintenance mode and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have to do this now <laughs> because you fuck those claw machines to death. You better act quick. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to just you know, start off small. Like, you know, go to Walmart. So that she goes first. We'll try that first. <laughs> yeah, just see if we can get a... Get, give me a fucking... Give me, give me a Frankenstein menu at Walmart. We'll start, start off easy. There you go. Yeah. yeah why not? <laughs> uh, what else have I been doing? I've been blazing through... Uh, I talked about it on the show a couple weeks back. Uh, Zero Escape Ruchi's Last Reward. The oh, yeah, yeah. I've been playing blazing through that now because the sequel comes out at the end of this month. So I kind of want I want to have this this one cleared all the way through. Before See, that was on sale that. too on the eShop, but I remember hearing you talk about it and just thinking that sounds too hard to be fun. <laughs> it gets kind of infuriating at times. It's really it's an interesting story, and I kind of like how you need to beat certain sections to be able to unlock other sections of the game. Like so far, I have two passwords to defuse bombs, and I have not seen any bombs yet. So I huh. got to keep track of those to remember <laughs> when when to use them. So I've stored them in my phone. It just it just sounds very you know counterintuitive. Like yeah. nothing seems obvious, and like no, it's not at all. <laughs> It's, it's a it's a real thinker of a game. There was one puzzle I just had to look up because I couldn't figure it out. Like even looking at the results, like what I was supposed to do, I still can't figure out what how I got from point A to point B. So I was just like, you know what? I'm glad the internet is here to help me through the dumb parts. Because <laughs> like the story is really good. It's well written. The voice acting's good. And when the puzzles are fun, the puzzles are really fun. Sure. Yeah, so I'm, and I'm, like, I legitimately am really interested in the story so far. I mean, there's a bunch of different branches, because it's kind of, it's it's like a choose-your-own-adventure game, and then you can just go back and, like, okay, if I chose to do this, now I can go through this section of the story tree. Which is cool, because huh. you can actually see the story tree, so it can sh it shows you, like, okay, so you completed all this, now you can go branch off and do this part. Oh, which is kind of really cool. nice. Yeah. So now I'm almost two-thirds of the way through the game. I clocked in like eight hours in the past two, two days on that. Damn. Yeah. And then also today I started watching Mr. Robot. And holy shit, you guys. Everyone that told me that show was amazing was right. That oh, show was great. Good old Mr. Robot. <laughs> yeah, so far I'm through the first six episodes of season one it finally got dumped on amazon prime after they like got the exclusive streaming rights a long ass time ago thought it'd be up sooner than this but yeah it's really good if you've got prime i highly recommend checking it out i think season two should be starting soon and yeah i I'll, think within I'll the next week 
Yeah, I'll probably was... clear through season one by Thursday. I was interested right. in Mr. Robot, and then they had a panel for it at New York Comic Con last year, and they showed a sizzle, we- or sizzle reel of season one, which gave away all the plot points, and I was like, all right, oh. sweet, now I don't need to watch that. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Well, no, they said that's what they were going to do. If you don't want oh, okay. to be spoiled, don't watch this. Okay. I was like, eh, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the dude, the main character, the guy, uh, Remy Malik, I believe his name is. He is really good. Yeah, uh, he played King Tut in Night at the Museum. <laughs> or was it well, Night at the damn. Museum? <laughs> or was it Night at the Museum Two? I forget. I thought Hank Azaria was King Tut. Okay, he was. He's something out here. He was some kind of king. Yeah, Remy Malik. He was some sort of Egypt guy. <laughs> good old egypt guy good old pyramid man <laughs> he was he was a uh, ensabanur <laughs> <laughs> christ i bet he would have made a good apocalypse no t- i'd take that back uh on i just thought of one more thing i did this weekend yeah, yeah. uh i watched New Japan's pay-per-view that was on Sunday. And that was a good five hours of wrestling right there. <laughs> that is so much fucking wrestling. This is I a, lo- go- a I, golden I age up- for Kelly. Yeah. I load up New Japan World because I knew Dominion was that morning. I wasn't looking online. Like, I wasn't online at all from Saturday night until halfway through Monday. So I could watch Money in the Bank unspoiled as well. So... <laughs> So I watched, uh, I, I loaded up New Japan World, and I loaded up the video player, and it I, it was small, and I thought the time code said three hours and nine minutes. I was like, huh, that's a nice bite-sized show. I'll be able to clear through most of that before I go to work, and I can probably watch all Money in the Bank tonight, too. And then I you know make it full screen. Oh, five hours and nine minutes. Jesus. Oh, this is going to take me a while. <laughs> And it did. And it was a really good show. So that's why I didn't finish Money in the Bank until Monday. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Money in the Monday. Uh, Remy Malik played Ankman Ra. And Hank Azaria played Kamun Ra. And he also played the voice of the thinker and Abe Lincoln in Night of the Museum Battle of the Smithsonian. Yeah, all right. Common Ra's my favorite uh, Japan shit character right now. <laughs> Common Rodder. <laughs> womp womp. What's going on, Jose? Besides Chill Instagram like and your ass off. The who? Instagram and your ass off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was it last week's show? I was like, Jose, you should uh, you know start posting pictures from our. DC and Japan or, and China trip. I I still wish it was Japan. And then what was it? S- Sunday, Monday. Start seeing the eleventh hour uh, Instagram posts go up, and it's all Jose's <laughs> meals from his Pune trip in February. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was in India today. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone thinks we're in India right now. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh man, same trips." <laughs> Well, you gotta wait till Thursday. <laughs> Throwback Thursday, well, Jose. We, there was leftover pictures from that. I, I wanted to start from the from the beginning of the year 
and move forward. And that was the first trip of the beginning of the year. So the next round is going to be the DC pictures. And then the next round will be the Beijing pictures. But timing. We'll, we'll have everyone thinking we're in uh, DC <laughs> next, next week. <laughs> Classic. He's posted all this, these food pictures, and I'm like, oh my god, that looks delicious. <laughs> I wish I could have had that four months ago. <laughs> Anything else going on? What you, what you doing, man? What's happening? Uh, well, chilled. Watching some NBA finals. Watching uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers make some... Um, History. History. Uh, got to see them cut to a shot of everyone in Cleveland who burned his jersey four years ago, <laughs> stuck his dick. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Yeah, Just, watched the, you know, the last knowing, quarter of the game our, our damn selves. Knowing that everyone there cheering their asses off were hating the fuck out of him a couple years ago. And now they just all have to... Like, nobody nobody in Cleveland can say anything no. bad about him for, forever. Really? No one, no one can say anything bad about him. If you think about it. Because the really, the biggest complaint people had was the way he handled the move to Miami, and he's completely redeemed himself now. Yeah, he won, a, he won a title in Miami, and he won a title in Cleveland. So he's like, well, fuck off. <laughs> How about that? We, we were watching the uh, – we watched the last little bit of the game and all the post-game stuff, and, like, at one point, that reporter lady for CBS was just like, now you, 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 sir, who are you? Doesn't matter. Could you please take a minute to ride LeBron's dick for a while? <laughs> <laughs> like – you that was some very nice dick riding. How about you, sir? Could you also come over here and spare a moment to ride LeBron's dick yeah. for us all? There's <laughs> like, n- nothing like seeing LeBron holding up the NBA championship trophy on the same stage as Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cavs, who just talked so much shit about LeBron when he left <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, what was that you said? You guys will win a title before I do? <laughs> Last time I checked, I won two without you, and I'm the only reason why you won the first one. No, what I meant is you're going to come back and win a title with us, right? Right, LeBron? <laughs> we friends again? And then soon after, the the internet does not disappoint. There were Golden State Warrior choke memes all over the place. <laughs> My favorite I've seen so far. Late in the game, Steph Curry threw a behind-the-back pass that went out of bounds. That was an ill-advised turnover yes. on a possession they needed. And the thing was, is like they've been doing that just all season. Just these flashy behind the back, you know, cross-court shots, bounce passes, but when they really needed it and they were doing it, they just fucked up. And somebody superimposed an NBA trophy over the basketball. <laughs> as it was going out of bounds so he's you know, behind the back throwing the trophy out of bounds <laughs> so that was pretty good but uh, I mean you gotta give it to them they were down 
And in hindsight, I wished I put 200 down for them to win the title. Oh, my God. In Vegas. Can you imagine? Because I wouldn't be talking to you from Florida right now. <laughs> <laughs> now I heard rumors that they might have made history. Did they make some history? They did. It's like someone said they made some history. <laughs> like, First team ever in NBA history to come back in the NBA Finals from a 3-1 deficit. And the Warriors have the distinct privilege of being the first team to come back from a 3-1 deficit in the conference finals to blow a 3-1 lead in the finals. So good on you guys, <laughs> Warriors. Good point. Still still breaking them records. And and they beat the Bulls season uh, regular season record for most wins in the season. So there's all kinds of, you know, memes of Jordan and Pippen just laughing their asses off together. It's like, you know, uh, um, 79 and or 74 and 9 don't have the same ring as 73 and 10 <laughs> because they actually won the title that year. You know, just hot dank memes flying everywhere. So that was <laughs> the, the dank sport memes, huh? Just the dankiest. <laughs> oh, speaking of dank memes. Okay, okay. Uh, I know a guy who is currently working on a reskin of the game Paperboy to make it <laughs> Dat Boy. <laughs> oh shit, what up? Oh shit, what up? <laughs> and speaking of dank, it was uh, my friend Nate's birthday. <laughs> Your boy Nate Dank? Put him on. So I had to whoop their ass in chess forever. So that was kind of cool. Well, I, I lost five games once, but yeah, the next game was day. What? Hey, man, we go, man. I don't give a fuck. We woke up at like seven in the morning, had black coffee and chess for six games straight. Oh, what a couple of lovely gentlemen! <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we with some cigars. Which one of you is Magneto and which one of you is Professor X? <laughs> uh, uh, and then Father's Day, uh, met up with the Pops and did some bowling. And yeah, I didn't did do that. In. That was kind of cool. Right on. Speaking of NBA, uh, you know, we we did dinner with my folks tonight and we convinced them to take us out to sushi and tonight was uh, uh trivia night so we had a couple extra heads on our team a, couple, uh, a little bit more brain power than we usually do with just me and mary and boy did it work out well because we fucking we we had a perfect game except for one question we got wrong what's oh, the oh what's shit. what's the longest river in the u.s the longest river is the mississippi river isn't that incorrect That's what I would assume. it is the missouri river Really? And Fuck Missouri. Yeah, so we we guessed Mississippi. It's because the Missouri River is more. It looks more like a lie detector. It's not straight-ish uh, like Mississippi is, so it's longer. But the final question is: take these four NBA teams and put them in order of most NBA championships won to least NBA championships won. I'll see. Let's see if Jose can get it. The list was as follows: Miami Heat. San Antonio Spurs, Chicago Bulls, Boston Celtics. You're putting them in order from most championships won to least championships won. Celtics, 
Bulls, Spurs, Heat. Correct. He is correct. Damn. <laughs> Some of them dank memes. I was unsure about the Spurs because, you know, the, the whole 2000s, I had fallen off on the NBA. So I didn't see any of their wins until 2014. And I just, I wasn't, I knew they had won a few, but I just didn't know how many. Yeah, because they, they won when Duncan was, was a young buck with David Robinson. Right. And then they won a couple when he was an old buck. Bulls have six. Boston yeah. has won the most. Yeah, they. I think they won seventeen. And then yeah, they they won like eight in a row. Back when you know Negroes were new to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. It's history. Don't 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 look at me. I speak truth. That was back when. Uh, <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> he said what is this <laughs> and then this eight foot tall negro said oh i'm gonna teach you boys how to play <laughs> and he just dominated and then he was like you know what this is so easy i'm gonna coach and play and still fuck all you white boys up because you guys gotta step on your shoulders to reach my level <laughs> Fucking totem pole of white boys just getting dunked on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then yeah, they didn't put the Lakers in there because I think that would have been too obvious for one and two. Well, they said that they didn't put any teams in there that had changed cities over the years. So, and the Lakers were previously they were around the Great Lakes area, were they not? <laughs> Yeah, know. where were they? They were, they were somewhere. Yeah, they were. So maybe, uh, excuse me, they won two in Virginia before <laughs> they were in California. But yeah, we won that motherfucker twenty dollar gift certificate and a bottle of sake. Oh shit! And I said, "Thanks, mom and dad. Peace out. Now pay the bill." <laughs> <laughs> Here's our ten dollar gift certificate that we won last time. Suck it, it. It, it. If you want to stick somebody with the bill at a restaurant, what we learned in China was custom is if you sit facing the door, <laughs> you get the bill. <laughs> yeah. So don't don't ever sit facing the door. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and always bring toilet paper with you wherever you go. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the shitters... They don't be stocking their tickets, man. No. Oh, Tito says Lakers were in Minneapolis before Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, how many fucking lakes in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah that makes more. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely, definitely not now. Because Tito from Brooklyn, New York, is a Lakers fan. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever lakes they had are dried. Just sucked it all up. Fuck. Oh man, it sounds like uh, what's this face's wife when they're on their wedding night. I already figured out that guy's name. Was running for president, but lost. Looked like Grandpa Monster. <laughs> Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. That's it. <laughs> that man ain't getting no blowjobs. Putting those soup cans in, in his wife, remember? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the soup cans. 
That guy that puts the gerbil up his butt. (laughs) You guys see this shit about Trump being broke? My God, I read some of that today. It is crazy. (laughs) That can't be true. Is that true? How is he true with a castle going up in Washington? I read it like in multiple sources, though, is the thing. Like, which it still could be bullshit. People could be, you know, disseminating some shit to hate on the man. But and my thing about that too is like, yeah, okay, let's let's assume that it is true, right? Let's assume that the campaign is broke. All right. So you know, like, hey, you know, hey, he's not run a single fucking ad, you know, on TV in months and whatever, so or weeks, so they're out of money. I'm like, okay, let's say that's true. So what? Like, who out there doesn't know Donald Trump running for president? Yeah, and and he gets free advertising every day, twenty four hours a day. Exactly. Whatever he does is news. I'm like, good, bad, or otherwise, everything he does, they talk about it. And, you know, he still goes to, you know, rallies and shit. People go to see him. So, like, he has the opportunity to, you know, maybe at some point take a position on something besides Mexicans and Muslims. And if that happens, guess what? They're going to report on the fucking news. So, you know, those people will get their, their information from the fucking news, regardless of whether or not he takes out an ad. Who gives a shit? You don't need it. So the only way you can win... To be president is if you have money and take out ads. Is is, is that basically what they're that's kind of breaking it down saying. to? Yeah, well, Hillary's going to win because she still has money. Well, and, but you also got to look at it this way: is once the nominee for each party is decided, then the party throws their full financial support behind the candidate. But we're probably not going to see that with the RNC. They're probably not going to spend a whole shitload of money on right. Trump. Do we really need to spend a shitload? Of, we know who's running. You're right. You're right. Well, how much like, more? That, do that was we one of the big things about you know the last the last cycle was that you know there was more money spent during the last campaign cycle than like ever before ever like in the history of fucking ever like so much money and it was all just corrupt as fuck you know largely because of that but you know you can still be corrupt as fuck with less money as we can find out now but. <clears throat> I don't think, like, he's one of those guys. He's the fucking Batman v. Superman of political candidates. Just as if Batman v. Superman was review-proof, people were going to go see it. (laughs) That man don't need his ads. Crazy fuckers are going to vote for him. Like, the end. Like, if he he were to not go on TV again between now and November, there would still be, those same people would vote for him. Where he, he he dropped. No, no, no! Like, he, don't drop something. He, but just he like you know, the, just quit talking about it. No, he he set like the the record for dropping and most dropping in a poll rapidly or some shit like that after oh, really? after the Orlando shooting. He said some dumb shit. Oh uh, yes, yeah, yes. So we watched this clip a couple of times. I I'm not gonna try and find it now, but it was him at a rally and he was talking about how. You know, if someone or multiple people in that club had a gun on their hip, had a gun on their leg, and that guy came in there trying to shoot up the the club, they could just go boom, boom, and they're heroes. And he's talking, he's talking, he's talking, the crowd's with him, the crowd's with him. And then both times they played it on CNN, it cut out at the exact same time. He talks for like another three seconds with no audio, and then the audio comes back and the crowd's like, 
Oh, oh God, how could you say that? <laughs> like, I never heard a Trump crowd groan in unison like that. Did like, you find out must... what the hell he was talking no, about? No, I've never, I've never no? found it out, but they, it sounded like he said some vile fucking shit. Because uh, even them, they were like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> no. And there, there's been a couple articles swirling around the good old Facebook because Internet's gospel that are saying uh, was it the Secretary of State, her, her, her Hillary's department knew about this guy and they chose not to, like, pursue. What guy? The guy that shot everybody up. All I'm oh, really? saying is, is, is a guy shoots up a gay club on Latin night, and Trump drops the most points anyone's ever dropped. <laughs> Coincidence? I don't. Know. Oh, so it was, a, it was a Hillary setup. I see. I still think this whole Trump's a fucking Hillary setup. <laughs> the man's got a castle in Washington D.C. You don't just <laughs> happen to get a castle. In Washington, D.C. Who do you know just gets a castle <laughs> in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, not know. so often. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, Hillary's going to win on the stance that she's not Trump. See, and, I, and there's certain people that will say that Trump's going to win on the stance that he's not Hillary. Some, I don't some, know if he's... Some divisive goddamn times, son. Ugh. Can't can't as a people we all just like say no we don't we don't like this can can we have something else <laughs> well I mean that would be great if it weren't or is great. this all just Obama's plot to be like hey I'll stay and everyone's like <laughs> yeah third term that would be great if there weren't so many people that were super into Trump and Hillary. Mm. And yeah. then there's the people like like myself who I'm terrified of a Trump presidency, so I will vote Hillary, and I'm not going to waste my vote otherwise. Right. I'm putting that vote out there, so you, you're going to have to pry my vote from my cold, dead hands. I voted for Ralph Nader in 2000 in Florida, goddammit. I learned my <laughs> lesson. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah! Remember that time Tasha shit in front of the door? That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which time was that? All of the times? Uh, this time, <laughs> about this time, two minutes. Ago. Right now, <laughs> you give her a plus <laughs> thumbs up shitting. Did she stare yeah, you in cool. the eyes while she did it? No, she <laughs> snuck off, pooped, and came back like, "Hey, I'm done." <laughs> Mahoney told a story. He just refinished his basement, and he's got a security camera in the basement, and that's where where Kitten goes most of the time. Kitten, their fully grown cat with a fucking attitude like no other. <laughs> that cat's an asshole. And he found <laughs> he found a shit in the middle. They have four litter boxes because Kitten is very particular. Like, if it pisses in one litter box, it won't use that again. So they have to keep four litter boxes at all times. And it shit in the middle of the carpet at one point. Four litter boxes and it shits in the middle of the carpet. When he said he went went back to watch the videotape to just to make sure that nothing's wrong with her, she's not sick or something like that or whatever. 
and he was watching the video. She walks to the middle of the fucking carpet, <laughs> drops trowel, and then fucking leaves. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose. Cats are the worst. Fucking insane. Oh, God. Got anything else before we move on, anybody? Are we whistling now? That's what we're doing? Uh, other than dogs pooping in front of the door, I think we're solid. Which door? What else do you need your, once you your, get that far? Your bedroom door uh-huh. or... Do you guys want to uh, flush the toilet with me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time you flushed the toilet on the podcast. It is not. But it is the first time I flushed the toilet with stuff <laughs> I did not do. <laughs> that little bitch. Oh, God. Uh, so we got a, a little bit of uh, mail from uh, a couple weeks ago. It's fan mail. We got, we got a voicemail in from... Uh, our buddy Ben, with a little bit, we a little, we talked about um, briefly on our last show before the break about. Oh, shit. Did um, you tell how... me that there was a voicemail? What's that? Did you tell me that there was a voicemail? Yeah, last week. Oh, so I should have it. Yeah, and then we didn't. Then we didn't do anything about it. Oh fuck! <laughs> I think I oh god! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> yeah, we we didn't do it last week because we were doing other shit. That's that's part of my fault. My bad. Sorry. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me, give me a moment, because I, I had it in my iTunes playlist, but I deleted it thinking that we had already gotten to it. So, right, 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 right. So right. I'll just, I'll pull it up on Google Voice right now. And yeah, no, we were, uh, uh, we talked about um, how uh, Isaac Yankum himself, uh, Glenn Jacobs, was running for the mayor of Knox County. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> And I believe uh, Ben's calling in to give us a little more uh, background into that. It's funny because our last voicemail before that was also from Ben Gilbert. And Google Translate uh, reads it as, hey, punk ass. (laughs) 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 All right, here we go. That's hurtful. Hey, guys, Ben here. Uh, Just calling to kind of shed some light on this, um, the discussion you all had late in the show um, last week regarding Glenn Jacobs running for Knox County mayor in Tennessee. Um, I actually live in Knox County. Oh, uh, it's actually a pretty big county um, that con- that contains uh, Knoxville and a few um, suburbs of Knoxville. And I don't know if this is the case with all counties in Tennessee, but I know that Knox County has sort of a weird like political brand extension where the um, we have a county mayor and a city mayor. Kind of like Orlando. So there's a mayor of Knoxville okay. and there's a mayor of Knox County, and they're all kind oh. of separate. Um, and that's kind of what, you know, is the, the deal with that. So, uh, yeah, the thought of uh, Kane becoming uh, Knox County mayor is kind of interesting. I just wonder if uh, he ever gives a State of the Union and, you know, makes flames come out, you know, <laughs> Uh, when he comes when he comes through, but uh, anyway, just wanted to shed a few light, shed a little bit of light uh, on that discussion and kind of give you a little bit of knowledge from someone who actually lives here. So, anyway, talk to you later. Bye. I think if you're Kane and you do become a mayor, you kind of have to incorporate some of that Kane shit into your. Oh God, yeah. Like at least at least the night that you win. You gotta make flame shoot out of something. He <laughs> <laughs> walks out with some Roman candles and puts an eye out first day. Uh-huh. Shit. Or uh, uh, he walks up to the 
the the the mayor's office on his first day and rips the door off the hinges. <laughs> he needs to play it up where there's there's corporate cane, right? And then there's cane cane, and he's playing <laughs> both, but both act like the other. You know, I don't know what the other guy's doing. What, what do you mean, dude? That is exactly what they do on WWE TV. <laughs> Did you not know that? That's what I'm saying. He's got to keep it going. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you I thought you were just coming up with this idea right now and I was like that's a pretty good idea. That shit they do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the credit. I mean, I'm cool. Like at one point uh as corporate Kane, he got beat up and like his leg broken and they put him in an ambulance and the ambulance drives off and then later on the ambulance comes back, the doors open up and it's fucking mask Kane. And he steps out and he's limping and he fucking stomps his foot on the ground to fix his broken leg. And then he just walks perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> leg fixed. That's actually kind of fantastic. That's kind of fun. Do you think WWE would let him use his theme music? I'm sure they I'm, they have such a good relationship. I'm sure if he wanted to, they would let him. And those are some political attack ads I'd like to see. I mean, really, like, he's... Yeah, just him and Undertaker talking shit about whoever. If you think back to Isaac Yankum and to Fake Diesel, he's been with that company for 25 years now. Time. And, like, and he's one of those dudes, too, that, like, no one gives credit to for being around for that long. Because, like, right. he's always there. He's still in really good shape, like, looks good, moves around. He's reliable as fuck, like... And he's no usually relevant. Dudes. Yeah. Yeah, but if he does so, he always gets, like, time. They're slowly phasing him out because of, I'm sure, partly because of the mayor thing, partly because he's up there, like, and they got a stacked roster right now. They don't necessarily need Kane to be full-time anymore. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, whenever Kane came back, you know, people dug it. It was kind of, it was he, kind of a deal that Kane's back. He came back as Corporate Kane, I think, last week on Raw because uh, they're they're doing the brand split again. They're going to do Raw and SmackDown will have their own rosters. So he's uh, pitching himself to be a general manager of one of the brands, either Raw or SmackDown. And he gives Shane McMahon a recommendation letter from his brother, The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is stupid. I love it. That's actually kind of great. So are they starting to be good again? What, what's going on here? There's flashes. There's, there's a lot of good shit going on right now. Dean Ambrose is the champ. He uh, won money the money in the bank, the briefcase, and then immediately cashed it in and is champ now. Okay. So well, that was because homeboy's doing too much coke. Right? No, 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 no. Son, uh, oh, he he wins the title and then they suspend the guy. Coincidence. <laughs> Cocaine does not melt steel beams. I pulled a Jose. Because you you know what's coincidence. Whenever it's wrestling or politics, it's always <laughs> just a coincidence. Kelly, you it's had... also just a coincidence that the next pay-per-view will take place after Roman's suspension is lifted. Right. And he's no. in a triple threat for the title. Yeah. No. Get out of here. But uh, I love the statistic that at Money in the Bank... All three members of the Shield were World Heavyweight Champion for a moment. Huh. For a moment. In one night. 
they were all a champ because okay, so so who, who, Reigns had the Reigns was still the title holder. Right? Reigns Reigns was the, Reigns was the champ. He had a match with Seth Rollins. Seth, who's back? Who's back? Seth Rollins For- beat him, and then Ambrose comes out and cashes in on Rollins. Uh, nice. And like hit him from behind, or do they actually have like a decent little match? Uh, yeah, I think he blindsided him. Yeah, he just took him out. He hit him with the briefcase and then hit him with his DDT. And then and then pinned him one, two, three, done. Yeah. yeah. Do what you got to do, man. You take that opportunity. So, when's Cena going to win the title again? <sighs> That's he's how- pretty much out of that title picture. Yeah, I think I think they've moved past him being world heavyweight champion. Is he going to win the hardcore title and just <laughs> everybody everywhere? That'd be no, fucking rad. I think he's going to be the European champ or maybe the uh, ECW television champ <laughs> <laughs> and beat Rob Van Dam's record. Or are they going to give him the SmackDown belt and then we're going to have to do a unified? Uh, the rumor is they're not going to have two belts. They're going to keep it with the one belt and the champ is just going to move. Well, how's SmackDown going to hold their pants up? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to break. That was great. <laughs> Let's go to break. We'll come back in a minute. Uh yeah. Look at all this wrestling. Look at all this wrestling. All right, bye. Break. All of my party people in the place. What's up? I'm super fucked up. All right. I've done a couple dozen drugs in a couple dozen ways. Yeah. 
to swallow if you wanna follow bottom to a rock bottom poppin'. Oh. Pop is what coppin'. You got some vibes, so jet summon your esophagus. Rockin' this bottomless bit, preposterous bliss. This is the time. Yeah. This is the last chance to ruin our lives. Yeah. Just doing this dance. Go. Advance to the next level. Step it up. We are gonna join hands. We're going to the ER. What we gonna do? The bender. And which drugs we gonna use? What, what, whatever. The last set of steps is some tricky stuff. Pick it up. Here we go again, y'all. Listen up. Now. Step out of the car. Put your hands up. Turn back. Walk a straight line, rocket heels to toes Now stop, tilt your head back, touch your nose With your right hand, take hold of the hose and blow Put them together, spray it's under point oh eight oh. Blowing up, tip the cups and off you go Spin it around, now you're facing six months or so But while you're doing hard times, you can have a good time You can buy juice produced like hooch wine You can get some yellow meth and dude lines That's right, you can do the bender on the inside Penny pitchers, big spenders Booze and pills and brains in a blender Drink till we forget, snort until we remember Gonna do the bender forever. Penny pitchers, big spenders. Now we're gonna boogie with the public defender. Drink till we forget, sort until we remember. We're gonna do the bender. Ripped apparel. It's your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you want to check them out, buy a little something, something they're going to throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpages.com. Click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpages.com. Or you can just update your bookmark. Check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped. That's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpages.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the podcast going. Help us keep the side up. And gets you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag. Cool shirts. Good people. Good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, ripped.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Jose, are are you still, uh, have you still managed to avoid the last Suicide Squad trailer? Yeah, I walked out of it during the finals. Oh, no shit. It was on during the finals? Well, there was a Suicide Squad commercial. I can't speak to which, right, which, what which it was. version. Yeah. But I saw the new posters, and I saw one that was like a bowl of cereal and with nothing but marshmallows. Yeah. That was kind of funny. I just, I'm worried that that's not the movie they shot, but that it's, it's marketing is working right now. Right. So they're taking it to a whole nother level, and... To kind of be the movie to swing you out of that depression that was Batman versus right. Superman. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry I think so. I just wish that that's what the plan was from the beginning, and this isn't happening. You know, as an accident. Well, we I just will wish see. that that's that's what I thought this movie was going to be, and for it to have a chance that that's not what they shot, and they're just doing this off the cuff, kind of. Depresses. Well, it, it worries me that a lot of the a lot of what the executives or like some some people gleamed from the criticism of Batman v Superman is there weren't enough colors. It was too dark. So it seems like all these 
the Suicide Squad trailers and the posters and everything are like, all right, we got to double down on the motherfucking colors, y'all. <laughs> y'all like fluorescence? But they killed Batman and Robin, so it, fluorescence is a tricky game. Right. It's a thin line. But it, it's also, it's they're latching on to certain aspects of the criticisms and they're focusing on that shit too much, I worry, kind of like when, okay, Dark Knight came out and people were like, oh man, that's great, such an awesome, realistic, dark Batman movie, and then people were like, okay, sweet, let's make every superhero movie dark, let's fucking do this thing. Deadpool comes out, rated R, and then all the studios are like, alright, let's do it, rated R. They're focusing too much on one thing, and it's... The focus should always be on, let's make a good movie. Right. It it shouldn't matter PG-13 or R. Yeah. Let's make a good movie. movie. No no one ever does, but I do believe they lose focus at some point. Yeah, and and it stops becoming, let's make a good movie, and it's, it's, well, let's cater to these guys. Let's cater to this. Let's cater to that. A lot of times... do this. And now the movie's not good anymore because... You started putting in these factors that had nothing to do with with the original concept of the movie, and now the movie isn't what you fucking started with. Just step out the fucking kitchen. Yeah. Before you get fucking bit. <laughs> A lot of movies with good intentions get ruined by too many hands in the kitchen oh, yeah. trying to... You know, latch on to the latest thing that's hot, you know, making, you know, doing a hundred different script rewrites with 19 different dudes or chicks. Just too many fucking dudes. Too many dudes, man. Too many fucking dudes. Maybe if they let some brown chicks write some screenplays, maybe we'd be in a better shape. How about that? Oh, CBR, you cocksucker. What did (laughs) CBR do? What'd they do? I'm trying to read this article for the news. And I, suddenly, a fucking big X comes across my screen. I'm looking at a giant, full fucking page, 4x4 G-pad. Nice. What is a oh. G-pad? Oh, is it like a an X-Men Jeep? A G-pad. I was like, what is, oh. a, what, what is a G-pad? <laughs> no, like an ad for Jeep. Yeah, I get it. Because what the fuck? You know who reads CBR? People that are in, mar- in the market for a new Jeep. Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm back. Sorry. 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 No, I'm sorry because I use a lot of CBR links just because their coverage seems to be the most comprehensive out of the, all the other sites. But then again, they're fucking ad whores. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do the news, shall we? All righty. We'll do it live. Okay. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fuck it. Yeah. What the Five, fuck? Four, three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. This is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for June 21st, 2016. Fucking thing sucks. Can you still hear the sounders, Lee? Oh, yeah. No, I okay. can't. You were just reacting to something that you read? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Oh. The filmmakers of Justice League are working hard to turn the public opinion as not only have they dropped logos and a plop synopsis, a plot synopsis for the film today, but invited press onto set to promise they've learned from their mistakes with Batman v Superman. 
But apparently not, because Jesse Eisenberg is still going to be in it. Whoops. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming is in a race with Black Panther to cast the most black actors in Hollywood, with both Hannibal Burris and Donald Glover joining the film, among others. This can mean only one thing. Live-action rocket racer, y'all. <laughs> I feel all about that. Brian Cranston has joined the cast of Power Rangers as Zordon, because why not? And rumors are currently circulating that he'll have a long history with Rita Repulsa, played by Elizabeth Banks, uh, and after uh, because Zordon tried to murder Rita Repulsa by rigging Squat's wheelchair with explosives. <laughs> hey, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> German director Roland Emmerich, he of Independence Day and Godzilla 98, has gone on record calling Marvel movies silly, but before he could be asked a follow-up, he exclaimed, Now is the time on Sprockets when we dance! <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen and Rachel McAdams' characters for Doctor Strange have been revealed via solicits for upcoming Minimate assortments, which isn't the first time plot details were revealed via toy ads. If you remember the Minimate for Charles Foster Kane being packaged with his trusty sled Rosebud. <laughs> and finally, as of Tuesday, the Wizard World cruise has been canceled due to guests having to pull out because of shooting schedules, and not, as you would assume, being able to minority report that they die of food poisoning next to unsigned 8x10s of Barry Bostwick. <laughs> and that is the Pop Top Six Pack of News, news for June 21st, 2016. Wow. Infotainment. Yeah! Six Pack of Nudes. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into it. All right. So, Justice League. Uh, they're saying in, in the plots in the plot synopsis, they're saying that Bruce Wayne is and and Diana Prince are bringing together a team. They have to uh, face a greater enemy, so they're bringing together. Bruce Wayne said, "Hey, did you see this YouTube video with this black guy who's <laughs> a robot?" They're bringing this together Aquaman, Cyborg, and the Flash, and uh, they got. Well, you would think that Batman has kept tabs on all these guys. Prior to that, about him, thinks still Lex Luthor's graphic design skills. No, but Jose has a great point. Like the world's greatest detective should have known about this shit, especially at his age. Yeah, he could have yeah. figured like, out that the, white, the game. Whatever the fuck, Russian was a boat. <laughs> he should. He should be on on the up and up. Like you know, Diana's like she was the one looking for those files, right? He wasn't looking for those files. Yeah, no, no, not at all. She, when, she was the one that watched him in the movie, correct? Like she was in her hotel room watching it? Yes. Okay, so all those files should be shit like he saw when that shit came out. He should be like, oh, you got that too, huh? <laughs> right, yeah, right, like right. I've, I've known about that. And not, not only should he know about them, he should already like have – Semi plans on how to stop each one of them. Yeah, but instead, like I said, you didn't know that, that he was not looking for a boat, not a dude. Like he was too busy, you know. So is this Batman Henson. too much of a of a badass? But they're they're losing the detective side of him. Um, I mean, there's a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, they they had a bunch of press come to set, and they had. Poor Ben Affleck. The fuck was our invite? Poor Ben Affleck. Well, uh, apparently, 
they invited a lot of press that talked very negatively about Batman v Superman with the intention of lathering them up to, you know, make make them make it seem like we're back on the right track with all this. Sure. Including uh, Ben Affleck doing interviews in his bat costume with them with no oh, no cowl Jesus on Christ. no cowl on but you know the eyeliner around his eyes talking about how you know batman he's a lot more he's a lot he's he's got a sense of humor this time around he's a little bit more sardonic <laughs> he's not so out to fucking destroy the universe <laughs> and then like i i saw uh birth movies death was talking about how they got to see a scene from the movie where uh you know, they all kind of come together for the first time, and there's humor involved, and and uh, you know these characters look like they like each other, and you know it's it's not light and fluffy, but it's still it's not super dour and and sad, and which is interesting because on on the one hand, you know that's that really it truly is some of the 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 bigger problems with the two movies that have come before. They're of course, fucking joyless. Like, but at the same time. You know, that is the tone you've established. So, you know, for the third part to come in and be all fucking sunshine and rainbows, I'm like, oh, all right, I see what you did there. S- cereal <laughs> with nothing but marshmallows. Exactly. Well, they have to. They absolutely, and, yeah. and a lot of the interviews that I'm reading, it's like, we had to course correct. Like, we're making this movie no matter what. So we want right. to fix things. We want to make it so people like it. You know, we don't want people to hate it. Right. We didn't go into this wanting people to hate Batman v Superman, but they did. So, and uh, confirmed Steppenwolf, who was teased in a deleted scene, is going to be the main villain. <laughs> is that is that what got you, Lee? Steppenwolf is <laughs> the villain of the Justice League movie, and and it revolves uh, the plot revolves around. The, the mother boxes that were left on Earth, one was left with Atlantis, one was left you with... You mean that shit we never saw in that other movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, we saw it. We saw it the Monday after we saw it. Right. God damn it. <laughs> like, they were... were we're, we're doing something bold. We're, we're course correcting. We're going to lighten the tone a little bit. Uh, then we're also going to make sure we set up our sequel based upon the deleted fucking scenes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going bold. I do give uh, them credit for this, that they're not just completely blowing their load and doing dark side right away. They should absolutely fucking blow that load. <laughs> Get it over with. <sighs> well, and also a lot of the plot synopsis and a lot of the descriptions of what the press have seen so far is there's no Superman for a lot of this. So it's not his fault. God damn it is. Yeah. But is he going to be like, is he going to appear in the last scene? Are they going to have evil Superman? Are they going to save him for justice league part two or what? They just did evil Superman. But don't bunch. Well, that's right. They're going to do part two already. I forgot about that. <laughs> right, but they're not calling them part one and part two because no? apparently uh, movie studios have learned to not uh, prematurely uh, number your movies 
because that doesn't work out often. Uh. <laughs> Playing some of that like, uh, stepping wool. It's going to be a standalone, as they call it. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I just got inspired. Sorry about that. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> Completely unrelated. <laughs> Ugh. Steppenwolf. <laughs> Good old Steppenwolf. So there. Who knows if it's lip service or not, but. That Batmobile says a shitload of guns on it, is all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, they were all very affected by the response to Batman v Superman, and they're trying to fix things, but. I mean, it's really hope so. We will yeah. see next year, y'all. Uh. Moving on to another movie that is currently uh, in production and casting, Spider-Man Homecoming is adding all kinds of uh, brown-skinned people. You would think that it's a Black Panther movie. We got well, Dom. You know, here's the thing: it's set in goddamn Queens. Yeah. So you're you know, right. yeah, that is a diverse fucking area. So good for them for not putting <laughs> a bunch of white people in it. Uh, Donald Glover, who was the inspiration. For Miles Morales and who people campaigned to play Spider-Man in a new Spider-Man movie. Which would have been really awesome ten years ago. Let it go now, guys. Right. Uh, he's going to be in a <laughs> Spider-Man No, he's not movie. Miles Morales. No, no he's not. Shut no. the fuck up. Yeah, he's fucking 32. Yeah. Back off. Uh, so he's going to be in it. Hannibal Burris is going to be in it. Uh, well, I fucking love that dude. So uh, we can all assume that Bill Cosby's not going to be in it at any point. <laughs> Which one of those two is going to be J. Jonah Jameson? Well, I was thinking uh, they got to have a Robbie Robertson in there at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe Hannibal Burris could be a Robbie Robinson. Either one of them could just as well be a teacher or something, too. Right, yeah. I was thinking a teacher yeah. for Donald Glover. Because with him being so young, like there's no need to introduce the you know working at the Daily Bugle angle quite so early. Right. He's like, you know, 17 in this movie. Yes. Could be an intern. Could be. Could be. So then we got uh, Logan Marshall Green, who was in uh, Prometheus. White dude. He's going to be a, a villain, like a secondary villain. Uh, uh, Kenneth Choi, who was Lance Ito on People vs. OJ, and he was also... I like that guy a lot. He was also one of the Howling Commandos. He's going to be the high school principal. Uh, he, he, he ran the... Uh... The Chinese mafia in um, oh, yeah, Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Too, yeah, what movie? Sons of Anarchy. Ah, uh, he, he, he was the head of the the Asian yeah cool. drug uh, venture. Jeremy Lin, right? Lin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we got Jeremy Lin, Martin Starr. Also played from, for the Knicks. Martin Starr from uh, um, what's that show you like, Lee? The HBO show uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley. Silicon He's Valley. Yes. Fucking Amazing on that show. Uh, 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 and a bunch of uh, brown-skinned kids. So th- there, uh, there's a lot of work to be had. A lot of jobs being created with this Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Yeah, and, and and again, you know, like it doesn't feel like lip service or bullshit because you know it's setting Queens. Like this is kind of how it should look. That's that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, Queens is basically the Wakanda of New York. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. I counted their highly advanced weapon systems. So I saw your response to this on Twitter, Lee. Uh, I do believe Lee Rodriguez is all in for Brian Cranston to play Zordon in a Power oh Rangers God. movie. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so stupid. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. What I did not know until I read this article is that he did the fucking voice of two of the monsters on the cart on the old show. Oh, fuck yeah, oh, he did. did. You're that. right. Snizzard. Well, that <laughs> yeah. makes perfect sense then. I, I think I have a, I still have a Snizzard action figure down in the garage. I never had that one. That's the one, guys. Guys, in case you're wondering, the Snizzard was part snake and part lizard. You see. <laughs> and I believe they had to defeat that one when Kimberly shot it in the fucking head, knocked the little apple crown thing off its head with a bow and arrow. So they can get it. Yeah, it was a, it was a snake with arms that were snakes. And its legs were made of much smaller snakes. <laughs> really, it was scary as fuck. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> it's goddamn ridiculous. A lot of, lot of snakes. A lot of snakes. Someone drop that picture in the chat for those of you guys uh, playing along with us. I just hope that this movie is really good, really great, like amazing, like blows us away. Or it's just super campy stupid, awful, but, like, intentionally so. Yeah, it needs to be, like, I don't want campy it. fun yeah. or, you know, like, kind of, I don't know, like, fucking deconstructing the genre a little bit. But, like, no matter what, it still it has to know what it is. Don't give me middle, middle ground with this Transformers movie reboot with Brian Cranston, one of the greatest living actors of our time as Zordon. And, and and again, let's not forget Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa. Yeah, yeah, you know, but you know, Elizabeth Banks has a different pedigree than a Brian Cranston. I think she's I think she's wonderful. But then again, Orson Welles played Unicron, so right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking uh, all bets are off. And you know, goddamn, also Jarrell. Yeah, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando, yeah. So I'm I'm all about that. This. I actually have kind of high hopes for this movie. It could be a lot of fun. You cast Brian Cranston, and you're raising hopes considerably for yeah. a lot of people. Oh yeah, because like, you know, like uh, that Turtle movie, it, it didn't have a Brian Cranston. Like, no disrespect to, uh, you know, uh, fucking Will Arnett, but you ain't no Brian Cranston. Speaking so. of, was Whoopi in the sequel? No. No? No, no Whoopi. She was not. Damn. Now, the, the, apparently, yeah, April still works either. for the news the news uh, channel, apparently. But no Whoopi to be had. Ain't got no time for no Whoopi, huh? Nope. <laughs> Whoopi they should have just made Whoopi Rocksteady. <laughs> or Bebop. And this is the other one. This is the and there's the the twin man, which was the other uh, villain that Brian Cranston voiced. And drop him in the chat. Yeah. So I don't know. That's I'm fucking all about that. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, they better have Easter eggs for both those characters in the movie somewhere. <laughs> I saw some uh, some set photos showed up a couple weeks ago of like a dude actually in the Red Ranger suit, fighting some you know guys in green pajamas. But it was cool because that means they actually built the fucking suits. So that's kind of neat. Like it's not all, uh, you know, the guy in the Power Ranger suit wasn't in green pajamas. So that's kind of cool. Like, 
I don't know. That counts for me, like when they bake the fucking suits. I like that. <laughs> Go figure. No, I, I can agree with that. Uh, moving onward. Also, in case you're wondering, I just did some quick math on BigBadToyStore.com. I was just fucking curious. Uh, if you wanted to order yourself a full set of Captain America Winter Soldier uh, Hot Toys 1-6 scale action figures. Oh, God. Oh, God. Take a guess. Well, uh, how, wait, how many figures are in the set? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's all the principal cast. So you got your, you got your, uh, your Black Panther. Okay, it's it's a, uh, it's uh, Iron Man, Black Widow, Ant Man, Black Panther, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, Winter Soldier, Cap, Falcon, and War Machine. I'm gonna say, uh, eighteen fifty. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say twenty five hundred. Okay, all right. Jose, what you got? Twenty five. If it were the price is right, uh, Nyes would have won because you didn't go over. It is $2,494.90 plus shipping. I thought for sure Jose was going to say $1. (laughs) (laughs) Because Uh, the uh, the Iron Man and War Machine figures are $344 each. Christ. But boy, do they look super dope, you guys. (laughs) I mean, that makes sense. I figured 10 characters... 200 a piece and then i i gave it a discount for buying in bulk but i guess you don't get no fucking discount for buying None in bulk. Of them, they're all over 200 dollars. every single one of them oh like, the cheapest ones are 219 i'm thinking of uh 2011 hot toys yeah right yeah <laughs> uh, the guy the guy in black widow was 219 bucks but she does come with a tiny little ant-man yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. My bad. Moving I was on. Just flabbergasted um, by that. Uh, people are interviewing Roland Emmerich for some reason. I guess he's got a movie coming out, uh, an Independence Day sequel that's coming out this week. Not twenty not, years later. Uh, twenty years later, and not over Fourth of July weekend. So uh, they're interviewing him, and they ask him probably some stupid fucking question. And he says, when you look at my movies, is always the regular Joe Schmo that's the unlikely hero. A lot of Marvel movies, they show people in funny suits running around. I don't like people in capes. I find it silly when, people don- when someone dons a superhero suit and flies. I don't understand it. I grew up in Germany. That's probably why. <laughs> Christ. I cannot fucking even with that statement. Is it you're just out of touch at that point? Or is it trying to get attention for your movie? I think it could be both. Probably. Yeah, I really think it's both. I think you know, this is a guy who has... I mean, he makes Roland Emmerich movies. Like, that's all he knows how to fucking do. You know, he's the fucking the inventor. He invented disaster porn. But to say that it's that, that the Marvel movies are silly compared to his... You can get right the fuck out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> like, right the fuck out. That's ridiculous. Oh, God. Oh, shit. He out. didn't direct. Oh, no, he did. <laughs> uh, Roland Emmerich's. Uh... Okay, this is the guy who directed Independence Day, uh, The Day After Tomorrow. Yes. He, direct- he did the guy in 2012 movie. That was him, right? Yes. Uh, the The Godzilla. The 
Godzilla, Godzilla, 1998, the silliest NBA. movie of all time. What's that? Godzilla, 98, the silliest movie of all time. Oh, goddamn, right, yeah. Jesus, I didn't think about that. Like, I think I mentioned to you over the weekend, uh, as we're talking about this story a little bit, and like, there's a part in Godzilla where there's like five fighter helicopters like flying around the city chasing Godzilla, and they just turn a corner like onto another street, and like... We lost him. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking giant ro- lizard just disappeared, and later on they're like, "He's using the sewers." Like, what fucking sewer can support the giant dinosaur? He also and what manhole did he go through? Right, exactly. He also directed Stargate. Uh, okay, I like Stargate. Stargate, uh, Universal Soldier. Oh, the, like Universal Soldier too. That that was my jam. Yeah. The the Patriot with Mel Gibson and Heath Ledger. Ten thousand really? yeah, ten thousand BC, which I believe had Momoa in it, maybe? Yeah, nobody saw that one though. Huh. Yeah, that, that, that is that, true. No, it no, didn't it did not have the Patriot's almost like a real movie though. That's kinda of surprising. It didn't have Mo- Momoa in it. Um and they had no Moa. <laughs> <laughs> and he also did White House Down with uh Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx. And that's okay, got a sequel right. so coming, got a little it? bit of range. I take it back. I'm sorry. Eh, not too much range. Come on. And, you know, the, the Patriot ain't 2012 is all I'm saying. Yeah, but it's still rah-rah America wins. But you'd think the Patriot would be directed some, by somebody like like a Ridley Scott or something like that. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I honestly yeah. thought the, the Patriot was by Mel Gibson. Yeah, I kind of did too. I really did. Yeah. Okay, let me make sure. Yeah, because that was around the time where he was just directing himself being a badass. Back when you could put Mel Gibson in a movie. Right. And then it became where he would just put himself in movies because no one else would. I, I remember Independence Day being a touchstone in my life. Oh, yeah. That summer was everywhere. It was 1996. Huge. I was 15 fucking years old. Like that was huge. That was one of the hugest movies I'd seen in my entire life. Yeah, it has its flaws, but it's still a monumental moment in film history. Yeah, but, but you can't like with a straight face say, "I'll tell you what it's not," and that's silly. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. When you defeat the aliens with a fucking iMac in 1996. <laughs> you gotta embrace a little bit of silly there, uh, comrade. <laughs> comrade well, Emmerich. Look, they're not in capes, though, so it's not weird. And that's such a stupid argument. Like, if you want to talk about the Marvel movies being silly, jokey, fun, colorful movies, okay, do that, but... The capes have fucking nothing to do with it, man. Like, yeah, Batman... One of the guys has a cape. Batman has always worn a cape. Fucking Christian Bale wore a cape. Michael Keaton wore a cape. Yeah, the, you know, the Dark Knight is a wacky romp. Right. <laughs> so silly, man. So silly. We're in a stupid fucking cape. Get over yeah. yourself, Roland. Well, fuck Emmerich. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
He said it may have been just the German in me speaking. <laughs> yeah, fuck caves. yeah. I love as he comes to the end of his rant. And he's like, "But I'm I'm German, so that might just be the problem." Yeah, <laughs> when it comes down to it, it just might be yeah. me. So we, we, you uh, know, I see it now as this answer unfolds <laughs> and I talk more. I'm kind of seeing. Okay, it might be me. As I'm reading the scroll, as it falls out of my mouth, I'm looking down like the Star Wars crawl. I think perhaps I might want to stick yeah. this landing a little better. Exactly. My people yeah. have not so, experienced okay. the joy in, you know, six decades, so... My bad, it, it, it's me. <laughs> uh, well, I made the joke, like, but you know what? Red Skull, pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy... I- that, he's all right. That Hydra When's he coming back. That, that Hydra organization, a plus thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, we took over Shield. Nice. <laughs> Captain America's ours now. Cool. That's funny. Crazy town. So uh, we talked a few weeks back when they released images of Mads Mikkelsen on the set of Doctor Strange, and then after the trailer hit. Uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation as to what his character would be. And thanks to Minimates, we now know his character's name and as well as Rachel McAdams' uh, character's name. Rachel McAdams is going to play Christine Palmer, a.k.a. the Night Nurse. And Mads Mikkelsen, his villain, is named Caecilius. Caecilius. Let's say that's how you pronounce it. Sure. K-A-E-C-I-L-I-U-S. Caecilius. Why not? Who in the comic books is a henchman of Baron Mordo and a servant of Dormammu. Oh, that makes sense. So the theory is that they wanted to keep his name uh, away from you know, the public just so that you wouldn't know his connection to Mordo or Mordo's true intentions, so on and so forth. Yeah, but the last thing you wanted to have is the movie comes out and hashtag where's Kasich gets off the ground. They learn their mistake <laughs> for some round. We'll make sure they get that, that Kasich uh, merchandise out there front and center. But then I read another story, and it's not this uh, Newsarama story because Newsarama, they're terrible. But I read another story that was kind of like, it's funny that they're using Kasich because he debuted in a comic uh fighting against Doctor Strange in like nineteen eighty seven. And that's the last we've ever seen of him. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so there we go. That's awesome. But for all well, you Well maybe kid- they were just looking for a, a guy they can kill then. Right, right. Probably. Yeah, Marvel loves killing their bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for all you kids out there, make sure to put on your Christmas list. I would like a Rachel McAdams mini-mate, please. <laughs> uh, in her white lab coat and scrubs. And I do like the disheveled Stephen Strange mini-mate as well. Yeah. Where they kind of posed him in the image here. They kind of posed him where he looks kind of wobbly like he's been drinking. Like, where's my mini-mate scotch? <laughs> and then finally... This story has not hit the news sites. I have to give credit to Tito for this scoop because he saw it. He must have seen it shared or something from the Wizard World Cruise Facebook page. But as of today, 
the Wizard World Cruise, which we have reported on numerous times on the podcast since it was announced, has been canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we can't go now. Uh, Due to to multiple talent having new filming schedule conflicts beyond our control, we have been forced to cancel the Wizard World Cruise. Okay, now here's the thing about that. You, you, You buy that for a second? I do not. Well, okay. I'm sure I'm <laughs> like, sure some some at, at least one or two probably canceled because of shooting schedules. Well, Rena said I gotta go be a naked video game guy, <laughs> but I do not believe for a second that that's why they canceled the whole cruise. Yeah, yeah, no way. Although I, I do love that uh, I looked at the the Facebook page and not like like seven comments down. I don't know the guy's name. I, I closed the page. I should shout him out, but like it was. Just so perfect. <laughs> the guy just said, I would have bet $1,000 this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, they have almost retconned the fact that this Wizard World Cruise existed in the first place from existence. The WizardWorldCruise.com website is just this message that, shit, we had to, we had to cancel it. Here's how you get your refunds, so on and so forth. If you, I, and I guarantee you, guarantee you, you have to kick off that refund process. Oh, I'm absolutely. Yeah. Oh, actually, it says anyone who purchased a cruise package will be automatically refunded in full to the credit card you use to purchase. Yeah, we'll see. Refunds will be processed on Wednesday, June 22nd. So that's tomorrow. Maybe they will. Maybe um, maybe maybe they will uh, be right. Everyone. Did you look at the year? <laughs> it does the not year say the year. June 24th. 2024 but like if you search for wizard world cruise the first few links you click on will take you to the wizard world website but it's a 404 error right i had to search for the wizard world cruise comic-con cruise actual website and wizard world comic-con cruise facebook because the wizard world facebook doesn't talk about it either but here i've got the as of may 19th this is the guest list they have oh good this is what i wanted yeah i wanted this i wanted to see this so i can see you know how likely this uh, filming schedule business was. Oh, as of May 19th, Norman Reedus canceled because a a good friend of his is getting married the first week of December, so he's not going to be at Wizard World Cruise. So this is after Reedus canceled a month ago. The new headliner will be Chris Hemsworth, who was already a part of the cruise. Sure. Then we've got MST3K's Joel Hodgson. Highlander TV shows, Adrian Paul, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and Spin City. Oh, you know, you know Adrian Paul was still going. <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show and Spin City's Barry Bostwick, uh, Naked Yoga's Sarah Underwood, <laughs> and uh, Ernie Hudson, everybody's favorite black Ghostbuster. Sorry, Leslie Jones. <laughs> so, uh, we know for a fact that Chris Hemsworth canceled. <laughs> like, right. Chris Hemsworth... Like, they're going to have a cruise if the other five cancel and Chris Hemsworth is still involved. They right. will still have a yeah. cruise if, if Hemsworth is there. So, Hemsworth canceled? Who, like, they're supposed to be doing a reboot of MST3K, so maybe Joel Hodgson was shooting that? But really, like... No, but that would be even more reason why he's going. Wouldn't it? Like, he, he kind of needs to go... To make sure that that reboot hits good. 
my theory well, I mean, it's already been paid for from the Kickstarter, so right. Yeah, oh. my theory is this. I think maybe with Redis, maybe with Hemsworth, they may have signed on to this Wizard World cruise, knowing full well, and Wizard World knowing full well that they weren't gonna go, but allowed themselves to be used for advertisement to sell tickets so by the time they actually cancel they've sold enough tickets so that people will still go they've got their tickets to wizard world cruise so they can go see joel hodgson and adrian paul and barry bostwick and sarah underwood and ernie hudson yeah, i don't know about that because like those guys both do like a lot of conventions they do but they don't do them on boats right no they don't, no, they don't. No. Yeah, if we don't do them on boats. No. Maybe this whole thing shut down because Naked Yoga canceled. And like, <laughs> Rita said, no, 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 I can make it. And Hemsworth's like, fuck yeah. But they're like, sorry, guys. Well, we're can't still. Do it and we're still or maybe months. they were like, whoa, no yet Naked Yoga? Sorry, guys, we're out. We're still six months out from when it was scheduled, too. So the uh, Naked Yoga gif in the chat. So it's very possible that they weren't selling tickets. Even with Redis and Hemsworth on the bill. They weren't selling enough tickets to make it worth it, so they said... Yeah, that's what I think. That, that's it. where I'm with it. Yeah, I, I think that there is just no way they were selling tickets to make this happen. They, because- they probably had to reach a certain amount of tickets sold by a certain date, and it didn't happen, so so they shit-canned the whole thing. Kind of bummed we won't even get the chance to make the documentary about the <laughs> trips. <laughs> The faithful. Now, now we can cruise. do like the um, document. The what happened to the Nicolas Cage Superman? This well, will it, be yeah, that that's for like, us. that's the fucking jam now with making documentaries about, about shit that didn't happen. Well, and, yeah. and what in really retrospect, happened? In retrospect, why announce guests at all? Why not just pitch it as Wizard World Comic Con cruise? All of the great. Wizard World action on the high seas, all inclusive, fucking pools, you get to drink with the stars, you get to go to the Bahamas, and why lock yourself into these celebrities that they're, fucking Chris Hemsworth has to film 19 Marvel movies, of course he's got other shit to do. Yeah, and he's doing Homeboy's Red Skull 1. <laughs> Holy shit, these Suicide Squad posters are nuts. They are nuts. They're pretty cool. Yeah. But, like, I called the Ballroom Blitz trailer frenetic. It's like a kid with ADHD is the marketing for Suicide Squad right now. Did you guys see the uh, track listing for the soundtrack? I saw that it was listed, but I didn't want to look at it because I don't want to spoil. Like, I literally don't want to spoil what music cues they're going to use. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Like, I won't say anything else, but it's crazy. Like, imagine if you, besides what they debuted in the trailers, imagine if you had known the music for Guardians of the Galaxy going into it. Yeah. You'd you'd lose some of it, I I feel. There's one cover on there that I'm actually legitimately excited to hear. Because I have heard a live version of it, but I didn't know they recorded a studio version. Right the fuck on. 
<laughs> Darren Gaylard. <laughs> Darren Gaylard. Oh my god. How can you live with a last name like Gaylard? <laughs> but he says on the Wizard World Comic Con Cruise uh, cancellation announcement, he says, I'm not shocked this isn't happening. <laughs> uh, we never had tickets, but good thing we didn't, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just like it was. There was not a single person on that thread that was like, "Oh man, I'm real bummed out. We're not gonna get to go now." This like, guy that was guess, no one. Guess Sarah Underwood had some DP scenes to shoot. Damn, man, jeez, that's fucked up. Cause you never been gone hardcore. She's what an not, asshole. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she does that. Yeah, I'd no. fucking watch it, but she don't. Yeah, yeah, that guy's being an asshole. <laughs> and like, then I mean, this if guy... that dude's got some links, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then this guy. Or it's a spoiler alert. That's Latina Review speaking. Or that's what she had to shoot. Fuck about Gombos and get the fuck out of here. Oh, tree pose, man. Tree pose. Tree pose. Tree pose. Filbert, what do you think the about The problem that? with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. Well done. Oh, poor, poor turtle. Speaks the truth, though. Speaks the truth. Uh, let's see. D- despite having a shitload of like long plane flights, I didn't have a chance to read a lot of books this weekend. <laughs> oddly enough, um, I will touch briefly though on uh, the Wonder Woman Rebirth. I did read that, Kelly. After you talked, you said uh, you know basically not to, and you were kind of right. Sorry, I, I walked away from the microphone for a little bit. What was that? <laughs> oh, listen, I didn't have a chance to read a lot of stuff this weekend, but I did read the Wonder Woman Rebirth from last week. Yeah, uh, I don't like it, man. I, yeah, I, it wasn't that great. I'm yeah, I don't think I'm coming back for up. the ongoing. Yeah, number one comes up this week. I'm gonna give it a try, but I'm not super optimistic. There's I'm gonna skip it because like there's the, a the whole lot of way better books coming out from DC right now. Yeah, the 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 meat of the uh, rebirth issue was that like this is fucked up, man. They keep changing Wonder Woman's origin. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what it was. It's like, man, now we're gonna try to fucking all right, man, we're gonna piece this shit together and try to make a cohesive narrative out of it. Strap in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm back for issue number one. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I didn't care for that very much. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I read the, the Civil War 2's uh, number one. And Jeez, this that just started? Yeah, yeah, this is issue number two. I'm sorry, Fuck, Civil War I thought two, this number thing two. was over already. It <laughs> hasn't even started yet. Sorry, I've been hearing about this motherfucker two. for months. Jesus. Two, Still, two? I thought this thing was already resolved. <laughs> it looks great. It's a fucking gorgeous comic book, but, like, I don't, for a second, <laughs> buy Tony's motivations. Like, or, or his reaction, I should say. Like, I don't think we talked about it yet, but uh, the, the, the crux is this inhuman is awakened. His powers come to life, and he, just, you know, he can see the future. You can see these visions, you know, and so the book begins with like all the superheroes coming together and going downtown to where this giant celestial is going to come and wreck shit because they know what's coming because this inhuman kid. They save the day, and like you know, when they when Tony finds out that they found out because this kid can see the future, he's like, "Whoa, what the fuck? This kid sees the future? That's kind of a crazy power set. I don't trust that shit at all. That's crazy town." And then. You know, the Ultimates go on a mission to stop Thanos because they know where he's going to be, and Rhodey ends up getting killed. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? Carol, you killed my friend by using this kid whose powers are to see the future and shit. Like, okay. 
it's it's crazy that you know a guy can say future. That's nuts. But like, don't you know like nine people that can do that? <laughs> if you're Iron Man, like I feel like that's not yeah, a totally brand new thing no one's ever done before in that world. Like, and you would have known Rhodey was going to die, so you shouldn't have been so mad about it. Well, that is the idea. Like, okay, he saw what was going to happen, and then by interfering, like the butterfly affected some shit. You know, like. This kid saw the vision where Rhodey wasn't there, and you know Thanos wrecks a bunch of shit. So the Ultimates go and try to stop him because they know he's going to be there, and people get hurt. You know, now him being so out of his mind, angry is kind of silly. But then in this issue, it kind of slows down a little bit, and he wants to you know kind of get inside the kid's head, see what's going on. Like you know, he's like, "Hey, are these things that are, that are really going to happen, or you know, are you are your personal prejudices, you know, or your personal experiences tainting and coloring these visions in some way? Like, he goes, you know, he takes a step back midway through this issue of becoming the villain like he was in the first Civil War, and that's kind of nice. I appreciate they didn't paint him like a fucking wackadoo. Uh, But then, you know, as they're trying to become friends and, you know, not kill each other again, the kid gets a vision on a sweet-ass double-page spread of a naked Hulk killing all of his buddies. And then meanwhile, yeah, I saw like, that he doesn't have pants. No pants, no pants. But like, Banner isn't the Hulk and hasn't been for quite some time. I don't think, at least not since the relaunch. But I read exactly one issue of that Amadeus Cho Hulk book and said, "Fuck no." <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't hate it, and I'm glad that they appear to be kind of course correcting off of the you know insane Tony Stark angle. Um. Kind of on the same line. I did read the International Iron Man number four, and they brand it as a Civil War two tie-in on the front, and that's horse shit. Yeah, it doesn't book, have shit to do with Civil like, War. They they show uh, a thing that takes place a week ago, one week ago, that is set. Did you order pizza? Ooh, why thank you, my dear? Yeah. Oh, I want some. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I want some. pizza. <laughs> yeah, thank you, baby. Like one week ago, there's like two pages that take place during Civil War and then we're back in the present which is like, you know, what this book's been doing the entire time it's been around and never gets Civil War to mentioned. Like, fuck you! Also, you know, safe to assume, surprise, surprise, Tony apparently makes it a Civil War 2 okay. Fucking dumb. Civil War 2 tie-in, my ass. Um, Jughead 7 was a lot of fun. Uh, Kelly, you should jump on this. Uh, the, the 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 artist lady you do not care for her art she is off this book now was, yeah i might pick it up now who is the artist now derek charm okay that was the dude that was drawing the powerpuff girls book i think yes yes it's very light colorful cartoony it's it's cool and it's a fun story too i like it um and the last one i'll talk about because i haven't got too much further into a lot of things yet is um uh justice league 51 was kind of cool yeah, I liked that a lot. Yeah, it's uh, Dan Abnett writing it, Paul Pelletier on art, and it kind of takes place during the early days of the League, where you know Batman brings Robin up to the Watchtower, and then he kind of goes on a mission. It's like, it's very much, you know, from the point of view of a very young Dick Grayson, and it's really cool. Like, I liked it a lot. And then, goddammit, it ends with to be continued in Titans number one. I'm like, fuck, now I kind of want to read this Titans book because I like the way they characterize Dick in this book a lot. So I may have to. Well, let me pick- tell you what. I picked up Titans Rebirth. Did you now? I did, because after the 
the Rebirth one-shot, I'm interested in what they're doing with Wally. So I wanted to pick that up to see what they're doing in there. And let me tell you something. That book sure is drawn by Brett Booth. <laughs> I like his stuff. See, I... it No, I don't like it. <laughs> but I can put up with it. Because it's actually a pretty decently written book. It's... It's real. This issue is pretty much about Wally trying to get the Titans to remember who he is, and it's kind of them eventually realizing, "Oh wait, you're that thing that we've realized is missing, even though we didn't, we couldn't put our finger on it." Because apparently that's been a thread that's been going through that Titans Hunt book, which I need to read. If that's the case, I do kind of like that. Like I, I like thinking that it didn't completely come out of left field. Yeah. Yeah, from what I understand in that Titans Hunt book, they were... I Again, I haven't read it yet, but it was written by Dan Abnett. He was kind of seeding that not everything is right. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so once that comes out in trade, I'm going to pick it up. Because once everyone realized it was relevant, it started selling really well. And that was before I could grab all the issues. Sure. <laughs> sure. That was Titans Hunt. Same thing with uh, Superman, Lois, and Clark happened. Right. Uh, but what else came out this week that was good? Um, I actually don't remember a lot of what I read because I put it all away today and then it all blends together once you file away a bunch of shit. That it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that might... Oh, Batman number one. Oh, yeah. Batman number one was fucking good. Yeah, it was. That was... And I was a little worried after the Rebirth Batman one-shot. Because I didn't think that was very good much at all. But yeah, it looks cool. Tom King on his own. That was fucking rad. Yeah, and I like the I like the Dave Finch artwork too. I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was I'm really not good. normally a David Finch fan, but I liked it here. I think it was helped a lot by Jordy Belair's colors. Yeah, yeah. I also I really dug the uh, the redesign on the big ass long front nosed animated style Batmobile. Yeah, that was kind of awesome. Yeah. Did Vision come out this past week or was it the week before? This week. Okay. Did you read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that book just keeps getting better. Wait, which one are we talking about? I thought we were talking about Batman. Uh, Vision. Oh, yeah, that was last week. And um, holy shit, it is really good. <laughs> I was I like so how bummed out at the end. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Man, Marvel is on the ball with, like, every other trade getting it out, like, immediately, and this is the one they're dropping the ball on when it should be out now. The first trade's out mid-July, so if you haven't been reading Vision, get on that, because chances are you can't get all the single issues right now, because I know Diamond is sold out of issues, I believe, four and five. Yeah, it's it's spectacular. It's really, really great. Yeah, it's, it's easily the best thing Marvel's putting out right now. Yeah. Yeah, hands down, like without a question. Yeah, and that's what made me kind of super disappointed in the first Rebirth Batman, where it was the Snyder and Tom King because it wasn't very good. But now it was okay. It was okay. It was too Scott Snydery for me. It was just like okay, let's make all of Batman's villains supernatural and spooky. Yeah, which kind of now worries me for All Star Batman. Because that's going to be Scott Snyder reimagining all of the villains. And, yeah. We saw what he did to Mr. Freeze. 
Oh, that's right. I did not care for that at all. Yeah, so I'm really worried about what's going to come in that book. What are you doing, Mr. Freeze? I didn't, I didn't make it that far yet. They, they made him, they made him spooky. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the best way to put it. He in, uh, like the the person that was frozen was not his wife, but she was just some test subject that he had randomly fallen in love with. While yeah, and he he kept we're talking to her as if he were his wife, but she wasn't. Yeah, they made him. So they like, made him loco. Yeah, creepy loco. Yeah, they made him overly weird instead of this tragic figure. So I'm yeah, really worried uh, that's what's going to happen to the rest. Because it's like with Calendar Man. Now he, like, molts his skin once every year and is reborn. Yeah, that's one of those things that, like, I'm reading that, and I'm like, okay. I know I haven't read a lot of Calendar Man comics, but this shit's new, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said, Scott Snyder, you've done it again. But that Batman number one is awesome. Yeah, it's so good. Just start with Batman number one. Yeah, the whole fucking issue was just, you know, hey, you know, some maniac launched a rocket at a commercial airliner, and it's just, you know, fucking 20 pages of Batman single-handedly, you know, diverting this fucking airplane, and it's incredible. Like, Like, the scene where he's talking to Alfred, and he's like, I'm probably gonna die. Do you yeah. think my parents would be proud? Yeah, he's like, I left, uh, you know, I left letters for the boys, all this shit, and there's a good, uh, like, Dark Knight Returns callback, you know, he's like, would this be a good death, Alfred? I'm like, fuck, I got actual goosebumps reading it. Like, yeah, that was so awesome. So good. So, so, so good. Yeah, and Green Lantern's uh, number one came out this week and was really good, too. Yeah, I thought they tried that gun-tooting lantern-like Back when New 52 happened, nobody gave a shit. Now they're actually going to try with him. Because what happened with the first go-around was he was introduced during all of the crossovers that kept happening repeatedly in the Lanterns books. Oh, yeah. So he just totally got lost in that. Plus, that was kind of when Johns was phoning it in. And you can really base that on just... You can tell from one thing... Where there is a uh, cop character who is named Agent Fed. Named what? Agent Fed. He's a federal agent. His name is Ag- Agent Fed. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's, that's when you knew Jeff Johns was phoning that shit in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't really try much. But now, now he and Jessica Cruz are the only two lanterns on Earth. So they're pretty much being tasked with, look, just Earth. Just take care of Earth. Nothing else. Just take care of Earth. <laughs> and get get along. So huh, it's pretty okay. much a buddy cop book. Alright. Yeah, it, it's cool so far. And now it's uh, it seems like the main bad guys are going to be the Red Lanterns. Cool. Alright. Who do technically own the 2814 space sector. So they, got, they divided up the gang territories? They did. That was a part. That was back from when Guy Gardner was leader of the of the Red Lanterns, and he agreed to help Hell with something. And he was like, "All right, I'll help you, but you give the twenty eight fourteen to the Red Lanterns so we can watch over Earth because you guys keep fucking it up." Right on. All right. Cool. Shit. What'd you read on the plane, guys? Um. 
I put in my headphones when a small Indian baby started screaming and <laughs> took a nap. And then on the way home, watched the part of the 30 for 30 documentary of O.J. Simpson made in America and the first 30 minutes of Raw. Well, all right. That uh, O.J. Simpson 30 for 30 made in America documentary. It's I think it's five parts. Oh, it's fucking good. Like I wish I, I I'm gonna try and I, I think it's all available for streaming on the ESPN site, and I'm sure it'll be on Netflix sooner rather than later. But it is uh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Right, find it on YouTube. When the fuck up? Anything, Jose? No. <laughs> <laughs> hard. Man, no. Reading's hard. I didn't, I didn't read shit. All right. Well, then, in that case, let's wrap this shit up, kids. Early one. Oh, I. The broadcast must have ended a while ago. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, Jacob John. Uh, he left a while ago. Oh, shit fire. All right. Shit yeah, fire. Uh, let's take it home. Do it. And uh, yeah, so we'll do this again next Look week. Look at all these outros. God damn right. <laughs> uh, call us, 616-951-1-POP, or you can leave us a, uh, I just, that, that is a voicemail. Uh, you can email us, popcast at panelsonpages.com. We'll talk all about that. And if you uh, bought your Wizard World cruise tickets to see us out there, we apologize. Uh, well, it's <laughs> funny that you mentioned that because... That Wizard World Cruise Facebook page look like looks like it was made a month ago, because it doesn't have any other posts besides that post and a bunch of pictures, and then somebody posted on the page. It was like, uh, you know, the apology's nice and all, but what am I supposed to do with my two non-refundable plane tickets? Oh, oh, yeah, right. I guess you're going to wherever that is, guy. <laughs> Enjoy your Florida <laughs> vacation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you already got the time off of work. Might as well make the best of it, I guess. Holy shit. Hope you know somebody out there. <laughs> Where was he flying to? It was probably uh, somewhere South Florida. It was or Miami, probably. probably yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck off. You, uh, poor me. I have two plane tickets to Miami. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Fucking enjoy life for a second. Miami but, you know, you know, you probably, you should have known better. Yeah. Like, you probably should have waited to buy your plane tickets. You dug your own grave there, boy. Like, you can wait a month before a flight to buy tickets, and tickets are still going to be decently priced. Yeah, make sure you're not missing out on your... on the cruise. But you'll get a plane ticket to Miami. Jesus Christ. Ridiculous. Insane. (laughs) Buys cruise ticket? Awesome! No way that this is going to get canceled. Buys non-refundable plane ticket. Buys a bunch of, like, sandals and swimsuits and sunglasses and shit. <laughs> bunch of flower print shirts. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting, just waiting. Poor bastard. I feel for him, though. I do. I well, twi- it uh, sucks, but... Surprise twist, it was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. So, yeah, uh, email us, call us all that shit. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. And if that is it, for Jason Nyes, Jose Guzman, and Kelly Harris, I'm the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. We'll talk to you guys next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. 
at chat.panelsonpages.com. Well, more, more like 1010. More like 1010. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just be real. 10, 10, 10 ish. 10 ish. One of these Approximately weeks, 10. One of these weeks, we're going to try out some sort of YouTube or Facebook Live, too. So. Yeah. yeah we'll, 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 we'll get to tinkering soon. Um, yeah, and this is a song uh, with Busta Rhymes over some fucking sweet ass yokai watch beads, and it's a lot of fun. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I played this before the show to test the audio, and this shit is pretty cool. Yeah, it's fucking rad. So enjoy this. Love you, good night, and goodbye. Fuck wild to all of my niggas who don't care. Floss like a bunch of young black millionaires. I'm making you run. Me and my done stacking my ones. Floss a little, invest up in the mutual fund. Slipping the horn. A sense of every day I was born. Have a dream. I see a nigga landscaping my lawn. Dangerous. My nigga should be accurate. Have to get the flow be so immaculate. Hey yo, hey yo. Watching my girl sipping my mo. Sipping it slow. The pretty bitches saying hello. Anyway, go ahead and display your olive oil. Little honey dip within a little cabriolet. I don't mean to hold you up, but I got something to say. Swear to only give you hot shit every day. Afraid of us. You know this ain't a game to us. You strange to us. That's when we getting dangerous come on this is serious uh-huh. we could make you delirious you should have a healthy fear of us because too much of us is dangerous so dangerous we so dangerous flip most fraud is dangerous so dangerous we so dangerous my whole entire unit is dangerous hold your breath we singing it from right to left with the rock left nigga should be hot to death staying alive you're not only the strongest survive holding my heat under my seat whipping the fire baseline for all of my people moving around you need your pal all of my niggas holding it down cutting you up the new shit rocking you up I'm fucking you up, my black hole, fucking you up. Back in the days, a nigga used to be ass out. Now a nigga holding several money market accounts. Blaze the street, and then I would just like to announce. Feeling my groove, my chicken chicken making you bounce. Fuck with the fam, me and my niggas breaking the bread. Stay getting it, we got your niggas holding your head. Afraid of us, you know this ain't a game to us. You strange to us, that's when we getting dangerous. Come on, this is serious. We could make you delirious. You should have a healthy fear of us. Cause too much of us is dangerous. So dangerous, we so dangerous. Our flip most squad is dangerous, we so dangerous. Be so dangerous. Uh-huh. My whole entire unit is dangerous. One time, y'all. Uh-huh. Throw your hands real high, y'all. Yeah, get down, y'all. Let me see you all, y'all. Bust around, split mode, y'all. 1998, y'all. Feeling the heat, up in the street, rocking the beat uh-huh. Step up in the club, take me to my reserve seat uh-huh. Coming around, all of my niggas around me uh-huh. So much bottles of liquor, y'all niggas are drown me uh-huh. Making your truck, feeling the funk, blazing the skunk uh-huh. Stay hitting with the shit that blow a hole in your trunk Afraid of us, you know this ain't the game to us You strange to us, that's when we getting dangerous Come on. This is serious, uh-huh. we could make you delirious right. You should have a healthy fear of us uh-huh. Cause too much of us is dangerous So dangerous, we so dangerous uh-huh. Our flip most fraud is dangerous So dangerous, we so dangerous uh-huh. Our flip most fraud is dangerous So What's the round here? Worry about the young Check it out, y'all Just swing to the left, swing to the right Make you feel good, make you feel alright One time, feel good, yeah, y'all Bust the rhymes in the place, y'all Make you feel real good, y'all that was wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo!